I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Today on the show, we have Gracie Wright from the UK. I'm excited about Gracie. She is a children's author, an award-winning author of The Pride of Britain nominee, which is amazing. Two-time award-winning. Yes. Woo. I love when people who are kingdom-minded, people who hear God and are connected to God are awarded or are or recognized by just mainstream, which is so amazing. But she's helping people overcome some really big obstacles in their lives, especially children when it comes to brain and a brain injury she had herself. And she talks about overcoming that brain injury uh, in many of the interviews she's had in the past, but I believe we're going to have a very unique interview with her today because we're going to talk about the spiritual side of her journey of how God spoke to her and brought her out of a very traumatic brain injury into a place of almost fully functioning in, in a whole new space that she never would have dreamed of if she hadn't have had God work this brain injury for his full good in her life, which is now not only for her life, but it's for our lives. It's actually changing the world, especially for children. And a lot of times children in this space of um, uh, learning how to overcome problems and overcome, you know, and, and come into their potential. There's not enough tools for that out there. And Grace is creating tools for that, as well as doing a number of other things. She's empowering a lot of people in a lot of ways, which we're going to hear about on this episode through hearing God's voice. So come explore the prophetic with us right before we get there. I'm going to share with you something we have for you. Hey, this is Sean Bowles. I'm going to tell you about a book I wrote called Keys to Heaven's Economy. And this is based on an encounter I had with the minister of finance, which was an angelic being. I know this is intense to hear and believe, but it's an angelic being whose sole purpose was to steward the economy of heaven so Jesus could get all of his reward in our age and the age to come. It was so beautiful, this encounter, but it changed the way I thought about finances practically and also brought scriptures to life like I'd never seen them before. This book has become a bestseller internationally, and I want to encourage you to get your copy today at www.bullsministries.com. Well, welcome to the show. I have a new friend that I wrangled in before I've even talked to her about what we're going to talk about. We're going to have a conversation right after this, and I'm telling you this because I wrangled her into doing a show for you, our audience, because I'm fascinated by her life. She's a best-selling children's author who's been awarded for her children's books, but her background, some of the things that have happened in her life have just been so orchestrated by God where he's healed and touched and changed her and some beautiful ways. And so I want to welcome Gracie to the show. Gracie Wright, thanks for being here. Yay! Thanks for having me. Wow. I'm so glad we have so many mutual friends from Bethel, from Robbie yeah. Dawkins. It's amazing. Uh-huh. It's fabulous and completely bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you where are you based right now? So I'm in the UK in a place called area called Suffolk. So I'm, that's right near the beach. Okay, I've never heard of it. It sounds beautiful though. No. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. I live like five minutes away from the beach. So, so you're suffering for Jesus again. very hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, we're going to get right into your story because you've written um, some books. I do want to talk about that because one of them has a prophetic story within it that I think is, I'd love mm-hmm. to mine for gold in that story because it's just so good. But I mean, I'm going to start right into Thank the you. fact that you had a traumatic head injury, a brain injury. What happened? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was pretty traumatic. When I was um, 11, I was hit by a car on the A12, which is a, it's kind of a, you know, a very busy road in the area we live in. And um, that was kind of, that was it. I went, you know, very high up in the air, landed on my head, and then was rushed off to hospital. Wow. And they weren't sure if I was going to make it. And then my mom was shouting over me, you know, like, I declare she will live and not die. Oh, wow. I declare she will live and not die, and she will, um, you know, declare the, the works of the Lord. That, that the psalm, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty... I mean, it's wonderful when you hear it back, because I didn't know what was going on, because I was, you know, knocked out and in a coma, essentially. Um, but then it kind of, as it kind of untangled itself, they were saying... We're not sure she's going to make it. And mum said, well, what do you mean by that? And they said, well, if her, if her um, mind or the brain swell, swells one more millimetre, she will die. Wow. So she just put her hands on me and said, stop, you know, swelling. Stop now in the name of Jesus. And it completely stopped. Thank God for um, praying mamas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, wow. And in, in, tr in that kind of rush of like worry and anxiety and you know it just kicked in and the lord came through so yeah so that was pretty wild and a rough ride to come out of it because as i was in the coma i kept well i kept coming out of the coma and i'd be different people <laughs> i'd wake up and suddenly speak french like fluent french. oh my gosh i've heard of this that's so did you speak french before <laughs> I did, yeah. Okay, so it was just like... I can't now. It didn't come back. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So you spoke fluent French and you couldn't speak English at that time. Yeah, I and, didn't speak English. Oh, it's so wild. I've heard it's these stories. Have you? It's, it's, yeah, it's really crazy. But I didn't really know what was going on. And I do have this um, memory of kind of being above my body and looking down at everybody and being like, why are they so sad? Wow. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm really fine. <laughs> and um, and then kind of coming back in and waking up, and I had this really strong American accent. Oh, my gosh. Was... <laughs> 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 so I was like, oh, guys, you have to, like, change the curtains because they're terrible. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's wild. You're 11 <laughs> years old, popping in yeah. and out of accents and languages. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Neurological stuff is the weirdest and what happens yeah. to our brains because our brains are so sophisticated. Wow. So what would they do when, what would yeah. the doctors do when you came back and <laughs> had such a crazy difference in your personality? Well, I, I think they were pretty shocked and they didn't understand me for a start. And um, also I was praying in tongues, oh, um, wow. which was, which was fun. Now, had you I, done that I'm before gonna... you went in the coma? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my, it's part of your life already. The, yeah. She gave me the gift of tongues when I was five. Wow. <laughs> Which was babysitting for me one night. She said, oh, <laughs> by grandma. the way, your daughter has the gift of tongues now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so funny. Hilarious. Um, so I think, yeah, they would, they would, didn't really know what to do. That was the thing. They didn't really know what to do. They were like, they were second guessing, you know, she might do this, she might do that. We're not sure. Um, she might get all her memory back. She might not know who you are. And as it kind of developed, I didn't know who my parents were. So mm. basically what happened in a nutshell was I'd lost my identity completely overnight. And 
I woke up and there's everyone around me and I'm like, who are you? But I actually couldn't even speak at this point, like when I woke up for the third time, I think. So I was just, it's almost like being a zombie, mm. <laughs> if you can imagine, <laughs> you know. Wow. I can't imagine. So, That's just, so how long did it take for some level of recovery? Some of it was really fast. Um, and some of it was years and years. So, I mean, there were things like brushing my hair where I was holding the hairbrush maybe three weeks after the car crash. And I was just standing in the mirror and I was like, I know I should do something with this, but I don't know what to do. Mm, just you know, the connection was gone. Just completely disconnected from things, but then being fascinated by paint. So I'd like stick my hands in paint, like as if I was like a four-year-old or a five-year-old. And I'd be like, ooh, like all these colors. And, and then we'd kind of, a week later, I'd be over that and, you know, it would be something else. Wow. So it's just different. Yes. But what we found um, later on, really, which was the kind of the bigger deal for me, was that I couldn't retain new memories because the part of the brain that had been damaged wasn't able to keep information in. <laughs> oh, wow. So and how did that affect that. you relationally? Like, what does that look like? Oh, terrible. <laughs> you imagine having a relationship with someone who can't remember you are every time you see them. Oh, you my. Know. It's like that 51st Dates movie where I don't know if you ever saw it's it with exactly Drew Barrymore. Like that, but with, yeah, without the comedy and the romance. Oh, um, man. And the funny side to it, you know. So it was really. Although I'm sure there was funny to... moments. I'm not trying to minimize her. <laughs> I'm sure there was very funny moments because you seem to have a cheeky sense of humor. So. I imagine there was. I can't massively remember it. But. Yeah, I'm sure. So, so you go through life this way, and then what happens? Because this isn't who you are anymore. So what happened? Fabulous, isn't it? Well, after this kind of understanding that I couldn't get, the emotional attachment between people was very disconnected because mm. you, you know how you, you like love your children and they love you because you've shown them love over time. It, it, they don't just love you in a day. Yeah. It's over time. And so what I understood was I wasn't, I was so disconnected emotionally with people as well. And then one day I just realized, like it was very weird. I was in California and I just realized I hadn't been fixed. Like I wasn't okay. Like I wasn't connecting. I'm, I don't know how old I was. I think I was like 27. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm not better. Like I'm not okay. I'm not remembering properly because it becomes your identity. So you didn't know who you were before and now you're just dealing with who you are now and that's it. That's all, all you have. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to change this. And so I started proactively kind of trying to do things to change this process. Um, so, you know, I'd write things out over and over and over again and see if that worked. Um, you know what your brain exercises? Yeah. Um, and it did work to a certain degree, you know, yeah, it did start to, and I prayed more and I started to kind of, that's kind of where I started to find Jesus again mm. in that, which was wonderful. Wow. Mm. And somehow together with Jesus, you heard him tell you I to go to Beth of all places. <laughs> <laughs> the drive story. The I drive. think it's an amazing story. Like I was reading it going, 
Wow. <laughs> I know. Imagine driving 10 hours just for that one word drive. Um, it, was, it was wonderful. I wasn't even thinking I needed... I didn't even mind if I was healed anymore. You know when you get so used to you being you? You yeah. used to like, this is who I am. I don't yeah. mind anymore. I think I'd recovered a lot as well. But, I, but what I was suffering with was this disconnect from myself. So I felt as though I was absent from my body. I felt as though I was above my body looking at me living my life. That's so wild. It's really strange. And so I had been... Um, asking the Lord for deeper connection with him, deeper presence. And I was just like, I need, I'm not satisfied with what I have. I don't know what I have, but it's not good enough. I need to feel you. As you went to Heidi Baker's um, conference and the the presence was so strong and I'd never experienced it quite like this before. And I said, whatever this is, I want it every day. Wow. You have to give it to me every day, which didn't happen. You know, it didn't suddenly get it every day. But the pursuit happened and the hunger happened and this drive, which then led me to um, being in Seattle. It's a long story, as you know, so we'll go from Seattle. And having not got a ticket for the open heavens, wanting to go, asking them if they could, you know, get me a ticket. They're like, this is a conference in Bethel. I just said it for some of our listeners may not know what open heavens is, but yeah, it's a conference in Bethel. They do every year. So a big conference every year and it's always sold out. You should go. Yeah. It's a great conference to go to. Absolutely. Wild. Yeah. And, um, and I had been like, okay, Lord, you know, I'd flown all the way from England to go. They didn't have tickets and I was in Seattle and I just left it. I laid it at his feet and I said, okay, you know what? If you don't want me to go, that's fine because you're everywhere. I don't need to go to Bethel to be healed. I didn't actually know much about Bethel either. I'd never been. I didn't really know anybody there. And then I'm like a month into my trip and the Lord says, drive. I'm like, excuse me? What did you say? He's like, drive. And I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> wow. Yeah, now, is that something that's happened before to you or is that mm. brand new? Like he's taking on an adventure. You're feeling the nudge of the Holy Spirit. No, this is this is quite normal. This is very normal. Uh, very kind of, he just says something and then you're like, oh, okay, we're driving to London for no reason and then you'll tell me. You know, like we do that quite a lot. <laughs> I just wanted to establish <laughs> that because there's people who look at that and they go, wow, I've never even thought of that. But then there's people like you and I who are like, I just kind of follow them. <laughs> I'm following the cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, it, but I think because it's just one word, you're still a bit hesitant. You know, Oh, like, sure. Give me some proof. Give me some proof of this drive. So then I asked the Lord, well, if you want me to drive, I'm assuming it's open heavens because that's what I've been focusing on. Give me a white Jeep and I need it to be cheap so I don't have any cash. <laughs> and as soon as I type in, you know, cheap rentable car, Seattle, this white Jeep comes up right in front of me, 75% off or something. Okay, Lord, I'll take the car. Now I need a green flask to go with my drive and I'm I don't know if I'm being a bit spoiled in this <laughs> you know? but I'm just saying like come on I've done this drive a lot you know in my life I would like a proper coffee flask and I'd like it to be the same color as my eye makeup <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a girl and a guy asking God <laughs> negotiating with Jesus yeah you understand me <laughs> <laughs> yes. um so then I'm at this uh, Children's Seattle Museum, 
the next day I'm, I'm doing a book signing and then they give me a gift and it's a coffee flask, same colour as my eye makeup. They <laughs> bought it especially for me. And I said, you don't know what you've just partnered with. That's amazing. And then I get in the car and I drive. And you want the rest of the story? Yes. I'm sorry. Don't leave me hanging. You want to, you want You're to, a storyteller. I need to hear. <laughs> and, um, and as I'm driving, I'm saying, Lord, you know I don't have anywhere to stay. I literally am here with just you know, a few hundred pounds in the bank. That's just the reality of it. And I don't mind if I sleep in my car. I don't even mind if I get there and you don't have a ticket for me because all I'm trying to do is be obedient and all I want to do is be sold out for you because I can't think of anything else to do with my life. Like I, I just, there's no other way. And I get to Reading. I've never been to Reading before and then this hotel opens up like this there was no room and then there's room at the inn like I love that. in half an hour it's crazy they it, and then at the end of that they end up giving me three free nights oh my gosh which yeah. doesn't happen at hotels in america just so you know no. <laughs> yeah it was a five-star hotel and they end up giving me the bill and i looked at it and i said uh you know i i stayed here for five nights and they said no, you didn't. You stayed up for two. I was like, no, I didn't. And they're like, yeah, you did. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, I get it. Thank you. Wow. Um, and then I went, I went to Bethel and I said, guys, is there any chance of a ticket? Please, I need a ticket. And they said, get in line. No, there's no chance. Can I just email someone? So I emailed, emailed their team and said, hey, guys, I'm in, I'm in town. The Lord sent me. It was very brief. Just, I just want to ask once more. And then I woke up in the morning and they say, congratulations, Gracie, we have a ticket for you. Come, get your ticket. And so um, I was like, what? <laughs> no, really? And um, went, went over, gave me the ticket. And it was just like then from, it already been divine, um, so like the supernatural was already happening and then it was a divine appointment, divine appointment, divine appointment. Like I left, this is a side note, but I left my wallet in the state in you know, the civic center and they closed the doors and I went to the bathroom. I was like, oh, I'm so hungry. I really need some food. I'd like some Mexican food. And I've left my wallet in, in the, you know, auditorium area. And then I, uh, I'm washing my hands and this lady says to me, um, can I buy you lunch? Jesus has told me you want Mexican food. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Don't you wish our life worked like this at every moment? It's like so beautiful. God takes us on these like yeah. prophetic journeys. It's like, Lord, yeah. I know that this is how you want me to live, but how do I access yeah. that? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And it was funny because I said to her, do I have to, uh, this is hilarious. I said, do I have to spend the whole lunch with you? And she goes, no, I know you want to be on your own and with Jesus. Oh my gosh. And I said, yeah. And I said, thank you. Cause I really need to just be alone with him. And, um, and and then after that, Chris Ballaton got up on stage and said, look, I feel, you know, someone in here has had a brain injury and it's really affected you and I want you to stand up. And, and quite a few people stand up, obviously, because it's thousands, I don't know how many thousands of people you can get. It's a lot of people, isn't it? Hundreds of people. Yeah. So 
And then I said, Lord, if you are done with this, if we are done with brain injury, if we are done with like loss of identity, if we are done and we're going to turn it around to your glory, I need you to send me the biggest father figure in this room to pray for me. And that's that. So I'm closing my eyes and this hand comes and I go floppy like a rag doll. Mm. And I look up and it's Bill Johnson. <laughs> and I have no words. You know, it's like, I know God means business now. And now I know what I have to do in this split second. I will use all of this trauma and all the stuff I went through for your glory and it will bring breakthrough across the world. Yes. You know, it was like that moment. Wow. The enemy is not coming for me ever again. Because of, because of, I went through 20 years of depression, suicide, You know, like, I mean, horrific pain, nightmares, all sorts of stuff. So it's just, when you were free from that, you were like, okay, sign me up. Wow. <laughs> I would do anything. You know. And you felt it just, and so was, you yeah. felt just breakthrough healing. I felt different. And I did, I couldn't say it was like, um, and this is something for your listeners as well. It wasn't like a tingly, warm It, I don't think it was like a massive feeling, but it was the fact that I asked the Lord, send me the biggest father figure. And I would claim that Bill is of Bethel. Um, and that for me sealed the deal. Wow. And then the next day, and I said to him, he goes, how do you feel? I said, I feel a bit lighter. I don't know. Let's check tomorrow. He says, come and find me tomorrow. And I went like, okay, I will. And then the next day I felt much lighter and then the next day I felt much lighter and I then I think when I left I just felt like I was actually in my body oh wow which I hadn't I hadn't felt since I was a child I couldn't even remember what it felt like to you know when you like pinch your skin and you know that hurts yeah it's like I, I didn't have that kind of perception like sense that's wild I and mean, that's just so beautiful yeah. <laughs> so, so life after so, healing what was that like <clears throat> fabulous <laughs> yes. you know you know it's been so i mean just i think i just cried for so many days after you know you just go through this whole process like wow lord you love me so much that you healed me all like completely um and i think it just what it's done is it's just given me an opportunity to to go the full way with the Lord in areas that, you know, when you um, have quite a lot of struggles and you have to really overcome things, yeah. then you have more authority for other people. And you Absolutely. have, just, I don't know what it, there's just a sense of like justice, but there's also, I think, spiritually an authority and an anointing that comes with it. And so now when I pray for people with brain injury, they're healed instantly. Wow. You know, it's not, I don't even think it's like a, just be healed in the name of Jesus. Bam, it's, I mean, it's done. Wow. Not all, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's maybe a few minutes, <laughs> but it's fast. <laughs> now I love that you have authority over it, that something happened in your experience where you just know you have authority. That's just so, yeah. now tell me yeah. this, because I'm just curious. It's just a very human question, but what was your uh, connection to your family like once this was healed? Like, how was that for for them oh. and for you? That's such a good question. 
because they, it did. So what happened was it actually started to release a breakthrough in our family where we started becoming a proper family. Mm. So, and the ripple effects were huge. Like, because I became more stable. I, you know, there was just so many beautiful things that like I could really fight for my parents when they were battling things yeah. that I couldn't have done before. And at the same time as just before this, we lost my, my grandma. And mm. so my mum was in like a meltdown and then I was okay. So I could kind of come in and just care for her and look after her. So it really like, it fits so many things. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize if you haven't experienced trauma or pain in a family like this, you, a lot of things go on pause. A lot of things go into hibernation or freeze. And I think like when, when I've noticed when people get healed, how, cause a lot of attention goes into even helping to manage that person or it could happen with somebody who's born yeah. with something or it can happen with somebody who, who has an injury or something. And then if someone gets healed, it's like such a different story. There's like a, there's like this a different level of peace than you could ever experience. I think when there's not that, and I've seen it like we had a friend recently who, uh, not too recently, but four years ago, whose son was healed of minor autism and they had spent so much energy for several years on this and everybody was just kind of on on pause. You know, it's like that the whole life revolved around this. They didn't mean to make it that, but it just happens. And then all of a sudden the healing happened. It's like, I mean, talk about people who are grateful for life. You know, it's like every day is like, we're we're normal. This is normal. We love life. You know, it's just, it's just so different. But I do want to fast forward um, because you are a writer. That's one of the things that you do. You, I love this about you, that you're a children's writer specifically. And uh, you have several books. I don't know all the books you have. I know the one about, forgive me for not knowing their names. And I don't think we wrote them down, but I'm the one about uh, the T. Silly Eric. And Silly Eric. And Silly Eric. And And Silly Eric, is that based on Bill Johnson's son? No, it isn't. Okay. No, 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 For some reason, I'm like, is that based on? I don't know. Okay. That's a funny question. But um, so these books, tell me about the books. No, no, it's a good question. In the process, this is before I was healed, actually. I started writing these books. Like God gave me a down lady said, you're going to win awards for uh, your children's books. And uh, you're going to stand next to royalty. And I said, ha ha, this is hilarious. I literally laughed at him. You know, I don't write children's books, Lord. And do you know how like... Pe- I'm not, that's not my strong point because I lost my when memory. Yeah, your remember. childhood was stolen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just a bit like, okay, whatever. And he said, well, when do you want me to do it? He goes, right now, start now. And he literally just gave me like a download of six books within two days. It was. Wow. It was so unreal. It was just like, da, 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 da. what will it be called? Silly Eric. Okay. You know, it was just that fast. It was. And, and it hasn't come as quick since, I must say. <laughs> but, that was um, a grace. But the, there was a grace and that he said, I want you to share the message of, with children all over the world that they are loved just the way they are. Oh. And that was it. It was just that simple. And I said, do I use your name? He said, no. You don't. Because you won't reach people that need to hear it if you have yeah. my name. And I was like, okay. And so through this book, we've just been able to really hit a lovely connection with young kids from two to, I'd say, 16, ran, weirdly enough, because they all identify with Silly Eric. And he's so silly and he puts his shoes on the wrong feet and he sticks his toothbrush up his nose. And, and it's just normal things you do when you're two or three. 
you're just working it out. And then through the book, we talk about overcoming, making mistakes. Isn't it okay to make mistakes? Let's take the pressure off. It's fine. Wow. This is how we learn. Because there's so much pressure on children to get it right and to like um, do things for love. And so Silly Eric has been this vessel which I've been using at, in schools to teach on loving each other just the way we are. We address bullying, we address mental health issues, low self-esteem, guilt, loneliness, frustration. Um, and, and it's outside of the teaching, Holy Spirit's coming in and he's doing something amazing. You know, wow. I'll be like, okay, Lord, this is your school. These are your children. You come in and do what you have to do and I will, I'll just, I'll speak. Sometimes I share my story. And then it's unreal, the connection, because lots of kids have been through a lot of stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like they go, oh, my sister was in a car crash, or my mum was hit by a car, or how did you, I find reading and spelling really difficult, how did you read that? You know, and then when wow. I can say, oh, I won this award, and it was, you know, Anton Deck gave me the award, and Prince Charles was there, and all this kind of stuff, then they identify with, like, this, this success of, through overcoming, it kind of changes the dynamics. Like, oh, wow, if I keep trying and I don't give up, this could be me. That's amazing. Um, so, and this turned into like you got, actually got awarded just like God showed you. So tell us about the, mm -hmm. tell us about the royal family thing. That's amazing. Oh, wow. That's so, wow. That, yeah, that's, um, well, it is just as it happened in my, in my, feeling with the Lord you know my sense it was just that I felt overwhelmed like so overwhelmed in the kitchen and then three years later I'm winning an award um and Prince Charles is hand or you know there I'm being handed the award by Anton Deck and I feel the exact feeling that I felt in the kitchen and I'm like wow and hmm. I'm you know there's a there's a lot in there <laughs> to unpack really but it just is a kind of I, I it just showed me God's faithfulness and I know it wasn't for me it wasn't there was a there's a bigger purpose for that to take place that isn't because of Gracie Wright you know but still um, yeah there's still that personalization of I love you my daughter I mean that's what I love yeah. about God he's so yeah. good and I know you know that but that's yeah, wow that's so yeah. <laughs> I love that when you have a brain injury, you write a book series that ends up getting awarded by the royal family, and then God heals you the brain injury. It's like what a beautiful full circle, you know, yeah. picture. Yeah. So what are you doing now with writing? <clears throat> with writing, well, we are continuing with Silly Eric and trying to develop him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit vague because you know I'm in sure. this this transition, but it's it's developing him. I mean, you know, I think he should be on telly, and you know, he should be. Every kid wants to see this this little silly Eric on telly. I've had yeah. I've got piles of letters. Can we see silly Eric on TV or piles of letters? Thank you so much because this inspired me to write now. So I know we have something really beautiful, and it's yeah. just how to like consider this and develop it through the Lord for the children. Yeah. 
uh, so that and and also randomly, um, this is a cool little side note. I've seen kids with like behavioural problems and um, Asperger's and that sort of thing be healed wow. through the sessions. Wow! I they they would say they'll say to me, this child doesn't partake da 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 da, and I said that's fine, and I start reading. And then they come up and they hold my hand. This particular one child, he came up, he held my hand, he just sat, he was fixed on the book. He didn't say anything, he didn't move, he was just so fixed. And then in assembly at the end of the day, we were doing an assembly for the parents and I said, now we're going to talk about never giving up and I would like some of you to share your never giving up stories. And he put his hand up and he would never, ever, ever do this and came and sat or stood in the front holding my hand and shared how he never gave up on riding his bike. Oh, my gosh. And it was so, he's like five, and his parents are like, what? Whoa. <laughs> this is my son. Whoa. And then I followed by letters from parents saying, my child is now going to do this. She never paid any interest in reading or writing, and now she wants to do this because of your visit. And so it's then I see the fruits. Yes. <laughs> now it's so beautiful. I mean, I have a four and a five year old and I'm just like thinking about, you know, Sri and my wife and I will talk about like, God, give more tools for this age group or just for kids mm. in general. Because oh, we wrote a, you know, children's curriculum based on the fact yes. that we both got so touched when we were little. Wow. And then we realized when we were growing up, there's hardly any tools for us. Both of us had the exact same experience. I remember just crying out going, God, why don't people write stuff for me? Why don't people wow. make music for kids like us? Like, why is everything for adults? And so we decided to make our very first children's curriculum just because it's church-centric. But just because we're like, we want to give the kids something for them. That's like true stories uh -huh. that have some depth to them, you know, for them. And it was really, really fun to do. It was just like we just kind of, you know, did something to see if anything would happen. And it did really well. Kids are really responding to it, which is really beautiful. But I love That's your story true. because I think that there's – Kids are so multidimensional, and I just think of that kid with mm -hmm. Asperger's and how he had a story to tell, but he didn't know how to be brave, mm -hmm. and he didn't know how mm -hmm. to. And and silly Eric gave him the the language, the context yeah. of bravery, which is to me, how rewarding is that? That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's, and it's just simple. It's just when you get on their level and you just identify with them, and they identify with silly Eric very easily then you have a conversation just like you and I, you know, we're identifying with each other and yeah. it works. And that's all they need. Sometimes I think we shoot too far off, like you're saying, like it's too adult. It's too... For sure. You know. So wow. I'd love to see that happen more. Can you believe we are out of time and I hate that <laughs> because you're amazing. But how do people okay. get a hold of Silly Eric? I just bought them all on... Um, Amazon, <laughs> while we're on, oh, the, so we're on the podcast. I was like, this is amazing. Oh, I love the art. I didn't want to take away at all from like being in the interview, but I was just like looking at the pictures while you were talking going, this is so funny. He was sticking the toothbrush up his oh, nose. I really love it. I so I know people can get it in America on Amazon, but how else can people get your books and materials? They can buy at Bethel. Bethel sell them if, if anyone knows Bethel School of Ministry. Yeah. Um, they can go to gracywright.com which is where I sell them personally and they get signed copy or sillyeric.co.uk. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for sharing your story. It's a beautiful story. 
I so enjoyed it. I know people in our audience are listening. I want to encourage you, if you're listening, her miracle that she had happened for that traumatic brain injury is your miracle too. Jesus paid the same price for you and he wants to do the same thing for you. So just receive that today. Just pray for it today. And just as she went on her faith journey to apprehend God and he wanted it more than she did, she got touched by him. And this is what the result and the fruit is the connection that she'd always dreamed of. So I just pray that over you as well. And as we end the show, just just pray for those of your friends and family members who need that miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thanks so much, Gracie. Thank you, Sean. Pleasure. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic family. This is Sean Bowles. And I don't know if you know this, but Bowles Ministries, our ministry, puts together these podcasts for you every week. If you're listening in your car or your gym or at home while you're making your kids lunch for school, whether you're listening to at church or wherever you're listening to this, we have done our best to put together a quality podcast to explore the subject of hearing God's voice with you. And we want to continue to do this and we need your partnership. I want to encourage you if you're loving the show, if you're connected to the show, there's three ways you can partner. Number one is we would love your prayer support. Pray for us. This is not an easy thing to do week after week after week. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of coordination. And it also takes a lot of spiritual presence, just being present with what God's doing. Number two, financially support us. We would love your financial support and partnership. We have an incredible partnership program where you can engage with a community of people who are partnering with Bulls Ministries to send the message of hearing God's voice around the world. We do events. We do, of course, this podcast. We do all kinds of things that are free things where we give videos online. We do uh, webinars. We do all kinds of things to encourage people to hear God's voice and to activate their gifts, to activate them in the faith it takes to go on this incredible journey. So financially support us by going to bowlsministries.com. And the third way you can help us is subscribe and also leave a review under the podcast and share it with your friends. Share it on your social media platform. Tell your friends about it at work. Tell your friends about it at church. And the more you help us, the word of mouth is our most powerful source of engaging the community people who are hungry for this kind of a subject. So be part of our, our ministry team, our prayer ministry team, our partnership team, but also be a voice for what you're listening to. If you love it, tell the stories of the people who are telling the stories to you. Thank you so much for listening. Come on the journey with us and please enjoy season two.